Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I have on the line my co-host from Los Angeles or from OC or, you know, where, where, wherever the hell you are. I got T-Up. T-Up, are you there? Oh, I'm here, and I'm here for week one, and I'm ready to roll. Just to clarify, you've said this probably like a million times, but you're not in L.A., you're not in Irvine. Where, where are you again? I should know La Habra, this. California. La Habra, California. Okay. Yes. For those who don't know, I'm like Cal State Fullerton, around that area, but uh, Orange, pretty much in the heart of Orange County. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So having said that, to your point, man, week one is right around the corner. It is Tuesday night right now, September 3rd, recording on this pod, and Week four preseason is done. Pretty much none of the starters really played, but the 53-man rosters got finalized this past weekend. Saturday was cut day. Sunday is when people picked up players off of waivers. And so as of right now, I mean, well, let's just get get into it. I mean, what, what are your thoughts going into week one uh, for the NFC West? Uh, kind of cool altogether. I mean, we can go a couple different ways over the weekend. A certain pass rusher out of Houston got traded to the Seahawks. Um, a certain quarterback on the Niners got announced as the backup. A certain quarterback on the Los Angeles team, not, not the Chargers, but that other team. Some some said quarterback got paid, and then, yeah, you have Arizona too. I mean, the world is your oyster. What do you want to talk about right now? Yeah. Uh, no, I really, you know, I'm just excited for the real, the real deal to happen to start on Sunday. Um, so I don't know. Let's, I guess let's just jump into it. Okay. Let's talk about the most exciting news right now. The kind of, I mean, if you're a Niners fan, maybe not as exciting, but just think about it this way. So, I mean, the Niners over the off season, they, they traded a second round pick to get a pass rusher, which is D forward. The Seahawks, conversely, they traded away Frank Clark to the Chiefs to essentially replace D Ford. They get a first-round pick and then some. And then they leverage, I don't know what the hell the Houston Texans are doing, per se, but the Texans weren't planning on retaining pass rusher Jadavion Clowney, former number one pick out of the 2016 draft class. But yeah, they were apparently trying to trade him away. The Dolphins were interested. That didn't go down. And so somehow the Seahawks finessed themselves to give up a third-round pick. Jacob Martin, who is a linebacker rookie. And you also have Bartavius Mingo, a rotational linebacker. And they traded that to get Jadavion Clowney. Um, I, I can't believe it. So if you really think about it, they traded Frank Clark. They got a first-round pick. They used a third to essentially replace Jadavion. Oh, I'm sorry, to essentially replace Frank Clark. And so right now, this uh, position of weakness, which was their pass rush, is looking to be a pretty gnarly front seven with Ziggy Ansah, Jadavion Clowney, Jaron Reed, Bobby Wagner. Tee up. What a do, baby. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, a lot of people are high on Seattle this year. There's uh, a lot of optimism, especially after finding Jadavion Cuffey. It kind of solidifies their, their 
their defensive line. You know, they got Kukali, they got Woods. Two to four, he's always going to be solid. And then Ezekiel uh, Anta, even though we haven't... Anta, he, he didn't play during preseason, right? No, that's that's the funny part. Like their top pass rushers, similar to the Niners, are going to be um, edge pass rushers that have yet to play a down in the preseason. Let alone, you know, mm-hmm. really don a, a Seahawks uniform. They've been, yeah, they've been hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, on defense, you know, even though the Legion of Boom no longer exists, you know, I guess there, I can see the optimism surrounding that that defense. Uh, I do have some questions regarding the the cornerbacks, you know, Steel Griffin and the Trey Flowers. Um, but I think, you know, Seattle, they always have a solid pass rush. They never, they're always kind of in, they're always in the mix when it, when it goes to pass rushing. And, and I, I think, uh, getting on time, he just kind of solidifies what they were looking for, especially in the carrying. Yeah. And motherfucker, man, like the, the Seahawks, honestly, like I'm trying to think of like conversely what they really did give up on this, but they really didn't give up much just because, you know, that third round pick that they gave up. I mean, it's a Davion Clowney. If it doesn't work out, let's just say they don't sign him long term after th- this year. Although I've heard that they have every intention on keeping him, um, but let's just say they get a free look at Clowney. It doesn't work out. He signs with another team next year in free agency. Well, from what I understand, you know, with the comp system, they would likely get a mid round, let alone a third round pick, anyways, for their time. And so the worst case scenario. All they really do is trade away two rotational players at best that were, you know, fringe players to make the 53-man roster, and they get a free look at Jadavion Clowney. I mean, here's another thing. Did you know that Jadavion Clowney, he, he signed his franchise tag tender with the Seahawks because he agreed to it, but the tab is split. I think the Texans are paying 7 mil. I think the Seahawks are paying 8 out of that 15. So they're not even paying him the full salary because it's... The check is being out to uh, the Texans, you know. Yeah, I mean that's super. Like I don't even know. Like you said, I don't even know what Houston was trying to do. And first of all, they traded him, and I don't. I didn't see a sense of urgency of trading him. I understand after the season, you know, it's, it's end of letting him go. They're not going to get nothing for him. But like, why trade him now? Like, it was there a big rush to trade him? And. You know, they, they just seem like they gave him away for nothing. Yeah, and it's one of those things, too. I think they had, you know, in terms of salary cap, they had the third most cap in the NFL. And it seems like, you know, obviously they're trying to win now when you saw the the following trade, which was that Larry Tunsil traded with the Dolphins. They gave up two first-round picks and a second-round pick to get Kenny Stills and Larry Tunsil, which says that they're trying to win now. Now that Andrew Luck is gone and no longer in the div- division, but if that was the case, why don't you just go all in with everything? Meaning, why don't you just keep Jadavion Clowney and Tunsil? I mean, it's just you're getting two conflicting moves from the franchise where um, I think that they got the short end of the stick on both of them. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I get it. Like, they're, they're trying to protect uh, Deshaun Watson, but, you know, giving away... It doesn't make sense. But anyways, you know, like looking looking forward, I think Clowney's system he's gonna fit in well. He's gonna give a lot of palms to Yeah, he's gonna give a lot of palms to the NFC West, unfortunately, but you know, Niners are gonna see him twice a year, the Rams are gonna face him twice a year, and the Cardinals are gonna face him twice a year. So 
pretty interesting what they got going on on defense in Seattle. Yeah, I think that the overall tone of this team with, you know, the acquisition of Clowney on the eve, like seriously, like there's like less than a couple days to go on, you know, for Thursday being like the first real game of the NFL season. I mean, that's uh, uh, (laughs) that really changes the division. So props to them for making it happen. John Schneider, general manager, kudos to you for, you know, for one, trading Frank Clark to get a first round pick. Uh, Number two, to use only a third round pick to get Joe Davion Clowney. And three, you know, that third round pick, you might recoup it anyways if the Clowney experiment doesn't work. And you get a free look at Clowney. Like, it's a win-win situation. Like, I would do that 10 times out of 10. So kudos, Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, How do you feel about Seattle's uh, run attack this year? You know, especially with this, they have pass rushers now. You have Clowney. I think that this kind of reinforces what they're going to try to do for this upcoming year. They're going to run the football. They're going to run the football. They're going to run the football. Even though that they gave Russell Wilson a ton of money this offseason, just looking at the tea leaves, they didn't really address the wide receiver position. Um, They still have Tyler Lakettis, the starting receiver. You have David Moore, Jerron Brown. Well, actually, Jerron Brown, he might have gotten cuts. I don't know if they re-signed him. But um, DK Metcalf, he's a rookie. He's coming up. But they didn't really, you know, they didn't really do much at the wide receiver position. And the tight end position is pretty much about the same. And so they're going to rely on their running backs. You're going to see more of Rashad Penny in his second year. Uh, they kept CJ Proceis on the 53-man roster because he had an excellent preseason coming off of injury. And so, yeah, I think you're going to see the, the same amount of Seahawks football and especially if they finally reinforce that pass rush with Clowney, uh, that's pretty much going to be in favor of a heavy run game with a dominant defense. I mean, that's typical Seahawks old-fashioned football, and I don't really expect yeah. that to change, at least personnel-wise. I mean, they really didn't address their. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. That's you know, it's um, you know, it's an up-and-coming defense, like you mentioned before with the secondary and a couple what-ifs for the second and third-year players. But, you know, to get a blue-chip player, especially at a popular position, which is pass rusher in Clowney, I mean, that makes them pretty tough because they already have Wagner and they already have a couple of guys that have been grizzled veterans on this team. So having Clowney motivated uh, for a long-term deal, meaning he's going to be working for that long-term deal, I mean, you're going to get the best out of him. I mean... Uh, and he goes to a winning team too. So, so I mean, Tia. Having said that, week one, Seahawks are on the road. But guess what? They're playing the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals. And so it's an interesting uh, spread because the Bengals, they're not expected to be good, but they get the home opener. And from what I understand, I have Vegas putting their opening line with the Seahawks favored by nine and a half, over under forty four, which is pretty. Pretty standard, I'd like to say. Uh, what are your thoughts about this line or any thoughts about this game? We'll probably do another pod more in-depth about the game, but, I mean, you know, given the line, uh, what's your what's your initial take? Uh, that line seems really high, especially for first week. I understand that, you know, the you Seahawks know, are... I, I just can't see them, see them putting up that many points if they don't have that, that passing attack. I know Russell Wilson is going to have... You know, his, his type of passing game, and then if they're going to keep it 
if they're going to put the ball on the ground, I, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I think that's a really high line. Unless, like, it's someone who's, like, in, like, a team that's a near attack team, like a team putting up, you know, multiple, you know, the touchdown after touchdown. But, um, you know, the thing that one receiver is kind of locking, DK Metcalf, he's, I know, he's a little bit dinged up. David uh, Moore not full, so we're going to see, you know, um, John Norris, Jared Brown get in the mix. But I just think that line is really high, especially playing in Cincinnati in week one. Ooh. Haven't really seen the team. Tee up. I do apologize, and folks, I do apologize. It's not at Cincy, it's the home opener at Seattle. So does that change things for you? Oh, well. <laughs> you said all that and I, I double checked it because I'm like yeah that is kind of especially on the road nine and a half that's quite a bit but I'm like oh it's at Seattle so how do you feel now okay <laughs> well if that's the case I I mean so I guess we'll get three points for the home and I get six and a half remaining so winning by a touch you know getting that extra touch I see it you know that's pretty reasonable Okay. Okay. It's completely different than what I was saying, but yeah, no, totally makes sense. Okay. All right. Change of heart. I mean, but I still, I do still think nine and a half is a little high for a week one. Let's see how it goes. I mean, that was the especially opening. With, that was the opening with the line. Under only being like what forty five. Forty four. Forty four. Yeah, I mean, that's a low over under for a high spread. Yeah, I mean, it's almost 10 points. Yeah, it's, uh, especially in the end. Of, uh, well, let's see what happens with the line later on. It, it might go up, it might go down. Sure. I, I don't know. Sure. Sure. Okay. Let's go on to another team, the rival team, technically. Uh, you're San Francisco 49ers. And so, you know, looking at this 53-man roster, big news out of San Francisco is Jerk Jet McKinnon. The running back that they spent, uh, you know, a good chunk of change on last year. He already missed last year with an ACL injury. Uh, they took him off the IR in anticipation for training camp. And it turns out that that same ACL, that same knee, it's not... Uh, yeah, it's still fucked up, man. They put him back on IR. But it's not even short-term IR. It's long-term IR. So he's out once again. For the season, that will be two back-to-back years of not playing for the Niners. He is yet to register a carry in the NFL season for the Niners. And so you have that. You have Nick Mullins winning the backup position at the quarterback spot. But they kept C.J. Beathard. So they have three quarterbacks. Um, Looking at this roster, the Niners kept four tight ends. They cut my boy Jordan Matthews over Kendrick Bourne. Uh, outside of that, I mean, shit. What, what are your thoughts right now going for this roster for the Niners, your San Francisco uh, Niners? Uh, let's see. We're some shockers. Keeping three quarterbacks was some shockers for me. Um, but I have to understand, you know, whether it has direction for that. Um, I do have some questions on the defense. Yeah, what is that? For example, Go ahead. you know, <laughs> you know. First of all, they let go. You know, they're gonna let Jay Greenlaw. He's gonna be starting for a starting Cam linebacker. That's pretty interesting. Um, on a linebacking course, 
you know, Drake Greenlaw from Warner, Quan Alexander. Just what a new look, right? That's like completely different than what we're used to seeing. Yeah, I mean, they cut uh, Malcolm Smith. They uh, let go of David Mayo. They let go of Elijah Lee. It's a pretty young linebacker's corpse. Like, very, very young. You have Warner. You have Quad Alexander. Uh, and you have Drake Greenlaw as your starting backers. Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting. I, I'm, I'm just going to see how that goes. Well. Uh, I do, you know, I do like. Uh, obviously, I can't wait to see Deep Ward and Nick Bosa just suit up and just go after the quarterback. That's probably the, the most exciting part that I'm looking forward to on Sunday. And, of course, you know, Jim Garoppolo just hoping dropping dimes to his wide receivers. One thing that gets me uh, feeling some sort of way, though, is they kept three quarterbacks. They kept four tight ends. They only have three safeties on paper right now. Um, actually, well, technically four right now. They have Tart, they have Ward, they cut Exum before, they re-signed him back, and then I guess for depth purposes, you have Tavarius Moore and DJ Reed, but they cut Adrian Colbert, uh, Marcel Harris is on the practice squad right now. I mean, we've been talking about this all offseason, they didn't really do much in the secondary, and so they're eerily thin at the safety spot. I don't know, man, they're playing the Bucks this, this week, they're playing at Tampa Bay, which might be a hurricane or, or not. But last time I checked, Buccaneers, they're okay, but they have some pretty baller receivers in Mike Evans, O.G. Howard, uh, Cameron Brait, Chris Godwin. I mean, what say you about the secondary, Tom? Yeah, but the second, I mean, you know how I feel about a killer weather spoon? He has his ups, he has his downs, but, you know, in my opinion, I see more lows than highs. I do really pray that he has an improvement this season. Um... Jason Brett, I don't know if, if there's any word that he could have seen that, but, you know, I just, you know, in my opinion, for the right side, lining up across from Richard Sherman, it really does come down to whether it's Moon or, or Barrett. And, we, you know, we didn't really see Barrett during, during the um, preseason, so I don't know how that's going to shake up. Um, Kwan Williams, he's finally practicing, so he's back in the mix. Hopefully. Um, hopefully yeah. he gets to play. Yeah. Um, unless it's, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, I can hear DJ Reed going to be lining up in the nickel. So, yeah, I mean, the secondary is definitely going to be challenged coming in uh, week one. If, the, if Bosa and Ford, I know it's only week one, but if they don't deliver, rush the passer and put some pressure on Jameis Winston, yeah, man, the secondary is going to get booked up at Tampa Bay. I'm going to just say it right there. Can get fucked up. Yeah. So it's as easy as that. Right now at Tampa Bay, the line opened at Niners even from what you told me last time, but as of today, the Niners are favored by one point over under fifty points. And so given that I mean the Bucks aren't that good, but they're at home. The Niners aren't necessarily good yet. They're trending upwards, but then at the same time, this is Jimmy G's first start back from injury, and he goes on the road at Tampa Bay, which might have a hurricane. So, some interesting variables going into Sunday. Yeah, I mean, this is a first week that's straight into the fire. There's no way. I'm just like, shit, right? What a, what a way to welcome yourself back into the NFL. 
<laughs> for sure, week one. But uh, I think this is the right time to talk about it, Justin. What? And I think I, you know what I'm what I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. All right. So for those listeners that have been actually checking out the pod, there was a internal debate slash bet slash wager about this Niners 53 man roster. So I've been Team Jordan Matthews for a very long time when he was with the Eagles and all that. And so when he got signed on to the Niners, I thought he would be a for sure lock in to make the roster. But little did I know, they drafted two receivers in like the first couple of rounds of the draft. And, you know, this other kid named Kendrick Bourne, while he was the leading receiver for wide receivers last year amongst the team, you know, he's always had his inconsistencies with his hands and all that. And that was T-Up's boy. But, yeah, they did cut Jordan Matthews, motherfucker. And they kept Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne had a up-and-down sort of preseason where while he did record a couple of touchdowns in the red zone, he also dropped a couple. So, tee up. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, congratulations. Right. So, I've been thinking what would be an appropriate bet. And I think the most appropriate bet would be for one week, you have to put a picture of Kendrick Bourne as your as your profile picture. On like Facebook, Twitter, I mean. Oh, we're, go- we're going we're going all across the board. For a week. For one week. <sighs> all right, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Why are you sound so bad? Nah, man. <laughs> I'm going to repeat it tomorrow. All right. Follow him at Justin Lett. All right, whatever, man. Okay. All right, so uh, I, I will post a profile picture of, of Kendrick Bourne for a week. So is it five days or seven days? Until end of week one. So after Monday Night Football. All right, fine. Fuck it. Okay, I'll do that. Handshake. Okay. Fist pump. All right, we, we, we are in agreement, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Any other thoughts about this Niners Bucks game? Uh, over under fifty. I'm thinking it could be a shootout just based on what I said before, where you know they have a ton of receivers, but their secondary isn't that good either. I'm pretty optimistic about Jimmy G from what I saw in the preseason. I mean, let's go. I, I'm expecting some points. Uh, what about you, T? Up? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, preseason, they're putting up points. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. Um, unfortunately, I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> I'm gonna be out on Sunday. Oh what? But, um, I'll definitely get a re- yeah, I know, but I'll get the recap. Okay. All right. Well, it's a good thing you have Game Pass. Let's go on to the next ordeal, which is in your neck of the woods. It's Los Angeles Rams, and wow, today, like a couple days before the season starts, uh, the Rams have just made Jerry Goff. As of as of now, or as of today, before Dak Prescott or any of these other quarterbacks get paid, but yeah, man, Rams quarterback Jared Goff, four year, one hundred thirty two million dollar extension with check this out, one hundred ten million dollars in guaranteed cash money. So he took his team to the Super Bowl last year, 
Rams put up three points, but you're looking at the richest quarterback in guaranteed money in NFL history right now. What's A.E.T. up? Yeah, I like the move. Um, you do? Okay, I go ahead. Go ahead. Actually, I mean, looking at it from a football perspective, they, they paid Jared Goff, and they just wanted to clear the air. They don't want any distractions because they're on a mission this year. They want to win a Super Bowl, and they don't want anything to get in the way of them in the Super Bowl. So what is the next thing that they have to do? They're going to have to have to extend their quarterback, and that's what they do. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, so not too long ago, Carson Wentz, he got an extension where he's getting upwards of $30 million. Jerry Goff, as of right now, yeah, $32 million annually. I mean, is this sort of deal just to – I don't know. Is this just in line with the market or um, $32 million for Jerry Goff? Are you kidding me? Obviously, you know – Obviously, you know, the way, the, the way that NFL contracts work, we know, you know, is the, the next person in line is going to have some more money than, than their the previous quarterback, right? That's just the way that it goes. And with a quarterback driven me, you're going to have to pay him even though you that he's not worth it. Do I think that Jerry Goff is worth $32 million? Probably not. But do they have to pay him that much in order, in order to retain him? Probably so. I mean, that's so, the thing. He, he had a great first half, and then second half, and going into the Super Bowl, he was a totally different quarterback. Yeah, and that just shows that, you know, McVay has that much trust in in, uh, in Jared Goff. And mind you, you know, they're going into a new stadium next year. They, they, they have to lock down their future, and their future is Jared Goff. All right, well. No matter what the, yeah. no matter what the price tag is, you know. That's they, they do, and that's what they did. I'm just surprised where this whole you know extension because you know it took Aaron Donald like what two back to back holdouts to get his money, but for Jerry Goff, I mean I, I get it, he's their quarterback, but yeah, man, um, that was the most uh, low key, most expensive extension that I can come across because I mean compare that to like Dallas right now, you know Dallas is trying to extend Dak Prescott, they're trying to get. Zico Elliott into camp. Yeah, man, I mean, this was kind of like, oh, by the way, we just made Jared Goff one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal, right? Yep. So. That's, uh, that's just the way, of, that's the way of the world now in football. You're going to have to pay a quarterback. And even if you disagree or agree, you know, they have to do what they have to do. And, you know, it is what it is. What I'm interested in doing, you know, is what is the language for that contract, right? Like, for example, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, if it doesn't work out for him this season, guess what? They have an out. There's only, they have an out, exactly. And that's the way that the contract was bring the language on the contract. Did the Rams, did they have that, you know, did they set themselves up for the same, you know, scenario? I'm, I don't, I'm not sure. The details weren't released, but, um, so... You get what I'm saying, though? Like, the angle that I'm coming from? Yeah, I mean, I get it, but at the same time... We, 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 paid, Jimmy, we paid Jimmy Garoppolo an exorbitant amount of money, and, you know, obviously, this is his third, you know, third season with the, with the Niners, and, you know, first season, he only played the tail end of the season, then the next season, he tore his ACL, and then now this season, it's like, 
to show me now, people. So, you know, kind of in the same boat. You got to pay to keep a quarterback. Let me ask you this then. All right, just before we go to the next topic. So, Jerry Goff, 32 mil. Dak Prescott right now, he's negotiating a new contract too. I mean, shoot, he wanted 40 mil last time I, I, I checked, but over under f- for the Cowboys. I mean, eventually they're going to pay their quarterback, so he's going to be over 32, he's going to be under 32 now. Keep in mind that Jared Goff, he, he has won a Super No, yeah, fuck it. He didn't win a Super Bowl. He made it to the Super Bowl, and he gets 32 mil. So what say you about Dak Prescott, who is, you know, in terms of postseason accolades, hasn't really done it either. Boy. That's going to be something else. Huh? When we see that contract, uh, I guess you know Dallas. They 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 got to get their ducks in line first. Uh, it sounds like to me today, you know, Ezekiel they're they're rounding out their his contract pretty soon. We're going to close that out, and then the next person in the line is Dak. At least Dak is on board for the season. What it appears like, you know, he's practicing, he's, he's committed to play. He wasn't holding out, um, but you know. Dak definitely seeing that type of contact. He's all like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. That's a pretty good comp. Bring home the That's a pretty good comp. You have Dak Prescott, and I know Deshaun Watson's going to get paid, too, eventually. So, yeah, man, I'm yep. licking my chops, too. I'm licking my chops. I'm going to get paid eventually. So. Yep, exactly. Okay. Uh, Rams, they are playing the Panthers. And let me see. The line for them, opening line, they are favored by five. Over under uh, a higher scoring game, uh, over under fifty one. Uh, initial thoughts about this matchup for week one? Uh, that's actually a really good matchup. I want to see how that goes. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Cam, well, Cam Newton. There's some question marks with him, whether he's healthy or not. Who, who knows? He's like they've been keeping that under wraps for a while. Um, if he plays, is hundred percent probably not. Um, but, you know, the Rams, you know, they're, they're pretty much rolling with the squad that they had last year, minus, uh, you know, Clay Matthews and Eric Little. So, here's the interesting out how, how that, that could be a tough fun game, actually. Well, it makes this kind of interesting because I'm like, five, you know, that's not too bad, but they're at Carolina. So, they're road, you know, the Panthers are road dogs. Rams favored by five, over under 51. Um, everyone is assuming that the Rams will roll over the Panthers, especially with Candy and Hurt, but I don't know, man. It's one of those things, too. It worked last year, but, you know, the Rams, they've hardly played their starters. They didn't play at all in the preseason. That, you might have that week one rust. Is it a morning game? What's up? Is it a morning game? It's a morning game. It's a morning game, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time at Carolina. You get what I'm saying, right? Like, this isn't just... yeah. Especially for week one where you haven't seen anything from the starters. You haven't seen anything from Jerry Goff. Oh, mind you, you know, we haven't even talked about Todd Gurley, but, you know, a couple of things up in the air to consider. Yeah, of course. Week one, you really don't know what to expect. You know, there's no, there's no real baseline for any team. Right. Okay, well, we'll talk more about it as we get closer to the week. Uh, last but not least, I don't really have too many pressing news for those Arizona Cardinals, but, you know, I do know that Kyler Murray... Obviously, he's slated to start and begin his career as the franchise quarterback for the Cardinals. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't really have anything pressing with the Cardinals. The only thing that 
I'd like to note is, uh, yeah, Patrick Peterson, he's out the first six weeks of the season with a suspension. Um, their cornerback situation is looking kind of eh. Their offensive line, as you, as you saw, they picked up a ton of new offensive linemen off of waivers after Saturday. Uh, I feel that... Yeah, I think it's going to be a long season for the Cardinals. It might be an interesting, entertaining season for the Cardinals, but I don't know, man. So they're they're playing the Lions, and the Lions aren't that great of a team either. Uh, the Let me see. The spread for that is 2.5 in favor of the Lions, over under 47.5. I mean, you know, what are your thoughts about the Cardinals right now as they head into week one? Yeah, I uh, I'm, uh, I guess on the defensive side, it's, you know, without Patrick Peterson, and, you know, they got Buda Baker, D.K. Schwerdinger, Tremaine Brock is still playing. If he, other than Tremaine Brock, Joe Staley, Frank Gore, is there any of the original 2012 49ers that are left playing in NFL right now? I mean, they had Mikey Apati for a cool minute, too. I'm, I'm not going to lie. They had... Um, he's on Seattle. He's on Seattle now, but I mean, yeah, they've had a lot of them, like a lot. There's not a lot of them. And so uh, this is at Arizona, by the way. It's a, it's a home opener, and they are, they're home dogs. Yeah, they're home dogs. They do, you know. It'll it'll be it'll be uh, 12 Thugs' uh, debut, right, for Arizona. Arizona. Yep, that'll be nice. Him, Jordan Hicks. They got a couple new pieces in the front seven, but. I don't know, man. Um, this is kind of a wash-up. This, you know, when you have it at two and a half, it's kind of a, a toss-up for either team. Either team, I'm kind of worried about their run defense as well. Um, Lions have carry on Johnson. They plan to run the ball, from what I understand, with Matt Patricia. Uh, any other thoughts about this Cardinals team? <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I mean... Sorry, Arizona fans, but, you know, it looks like it's going to be a rough season. Unless Kyler Murray is, like, you know, the next two Could happen. Uh, I mean, let's talk about that offense briefly. You know, this offense in the preseason, it's been vanilla. They haven't really put all their plays out there. I mean, why would you? It's preseason. But, you know, you have Hakeem Butler. He's out for the season. Keyshawn Johnson, fifth-round pick. It looks like he's going to have a more prominent role since Butler is hurt. Isabella, the slot god. They signed Michael Crabtree. Big year for Christian Kirk. He's probably going to be the number one receiver outside of Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, they had some interesting pieces. Um, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubts, but man, it's going to be it's going to be an uphill battle this year. Yeah, I mean, look at the running backs. After David Johnson, you got Chase Edmonds and DJ Foster, like. Oh no! Yeah, they <laughs> oh, cut. No. T- yeah, they cut T.J. Logan. I was surprised about that. Uh, interesting enough, with his fifty-three man roster, they cut um, Ricky Seals Jones, who was their number one tight end last year. They kept Max Williams. They kept Charles Clay. They only kept two tight ends on this roster, which kind of shows what they're planning to do. Anyways, they're going to play ten personnel, which is four wide receivers, one running back. Zero tight end. They're going to do that the majority of the time. It's interesting how they only kept two tight ends because, yeah, man, they're only going to need tight ends. Um, I don't know. It should be a very, I won't say exciting because, uh, you know, 
They might I don't need, think there's anything exciting about that. <laughs> they might need some adjustments, but it should be interesting, I guess. Is that the word to put for the Cardinals? Uh, I would say it'll be a, a white-knuckle season. Okay. Let's just, yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know. Should be well. It should be interesting for for fancy football. So, let's transition to that. I mean, any other thoughts about the Cardinals before we get into the next thing? Uh, no, I, not at the moment. You know, Andy Isabella, he was one of my. Uh, I did like him coming out of the draft. So, I'm, you know, and he's a little speedster, so that should be cool. Uh, Michael Crabtree is going to be interesting seeing him line up uh, in the Cardinals jersey and helmet, but you know. Oh, there's another one. That's another original 2012. 49ers still playing. Yeah, I know, right? It's uh, just a different type of uh, red. It's interesting that way. So, yeah. All right, T-Up. Well, if right. there's nothing else, uh, are you done with your fantasy football drafts? Are you ready to go for Thursday, the official start of the NFL season? Actually, I'm good to go. Um, I'm on Yahoo. Okay. My teammate is my teammate is Gucci Garak. Good. Of course. But uh, it was a. I know Greg don't mean like they don't mean shit, but you know it just makes me feel good. I. All right. Eventually, I'm a play. We're we're in the same league together, by by the way. But I'm in like seven leagues. Uh, I hope I eventually when I play you, I'm going to put another wager, similar to like that Kendrick Bourne. Jordan Matthews wager. Let's uh, let's do something interesting. If and when uh, I beat your ass in fantasy football, okay? All right, sounds good. Let's all, do it. All right. So, listeners, thanks once again for checking out the pod, Spotify, iTunes. It's awesome. We're all over the place, kind of, kind of, sorta. Twitter at Just the West, Instagram at Just the West. And, of course, the blog at www.justthewest.com. It's been kind of silent for now, but since the season's going to come up, I'm going to have key matchups, thoughts going into the game, post-game reactions. It should be a wild time for 2019 season. Until next time, we out here. Peace. Later.